You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Wayne Nelson back with you on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. We've been discussing the family and family business the potential threats posed by unresolved and ill-defined family boundaries to the family business. And my guest this morning, McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Henry, just before the break, we were coming to that conclusion of how McMillan Estate Planning handled this complicated issue of the farm family, the, the parents who wanted to give their children equal shares in the estate. Exactly. And uh, the approach that we took in providing an appropriate solution for that family was as follows. First, we had a discussion on um, dividing uh, which family members actually worked in the farm and which family members did not work in the farm or family business. We also had a discussion on um, what the children's intentions were. Were the children's intentions of um, succeeding the farm and continuing on the operations? Or would they consider receiving the farm and merely selling it to uh, a competitor, for example? Important consideration, especially if mom and dad had so much invested, so much of their their personal sweat and time uh, invested into the land. And the answer of the family was pretty obvious. For those children who uh, grew up in the big city, got the big education and moved away, Uh, the sentimental value uh, to the farm was not there. If they had received the farm, they would have simply sold it. For the children who had worked in the farm and who had married and had kids and whose kids enjoyed playing in the farm, the sentimental value was there and they promised and committed to continue the farming operations. And they specifically told us that they wanted to receive the farm from mom and dad. So we had a clear note of intention there. Okay, so we had the one child that was primarily working the family farm. The other child had purchased his or her own land and was working that. And then the two children that were gone. Exactly. So the child who had worked on the farm wanted to inherit the farm. And the child who had purchased a farm of his own uh, would also like to get a share in the farm but also was interested in uh, taking over some of the machinery or equipment in the farm because that had very big value as well. Certainly. And at the same time, wanted to use parts of the farm as well for their cattle. Okay. Okay. So they wanted to take advantage of that portion of the farm too. Uh, Another thing we had to uh, determine there was uh, the family dynamic. Of note here was that the contribution of the in-law was very much big in regard to maintenance of the farm. So the in-law of the of the family uh, was pretty much involved in the farm. And what you also need to consider here was that the in-law was very close to mom and dad as well. So that helped that child's case pretty much uh, a lot. Okay, so part of the discussions we had were um, what would happen to the child and their family finances should they inherit the farm and should they be indebted to the siblings? And the answer was pretty clear. They don't want to be indebted to their other siblings for the entire duration of their lifetime since they inherited the farm. 
but they also wanted to make sure that they made this arrangement as fair as possible. And some of the solutions uh, recommended and executed by the family uh, was that we would set up certain mortgages against certain parcels parcels or quarter acres on the land. Uh, we had set up certain lease arrangements so that there would still be fees paid to the siblings. And those mortgages then would help generate the cash going to the other siblings. That's right. It would provide a steady cash flow for the other three siblings, but at the same time, it wouldn't be overly burdensome on the family that would be living and cultivating the farm. It would still preserve that initial tract of land. Exactly. It would be kept whole and uh, the other siblings would still receive a benefit. And again, that's only one of the solutions. Another solution we recommended and they executed was uh, certain lease agreements uh, because we wanted to make sure that the farm stays within the family and it's not sold to third parties until a specific um, certain number of years. That's what mom and dad wanted. Uh, We also made certain arrangements where uh, the child would execute certain promissory notes to give security on the land so that uh, they'd be able to borrow on the equity of the land should there be a need to do that. Uh, so there were quite a couple of uh, financial recommendations and solutions that were executed by this family. Very complicated case, Henry. How long did it take to sort through everything from the time that mom and dad first came to see you until resolution? Well, we did this pretty quick, and it's because mom and dad were not spring chickens, uh, but they were getting pretty high up there, and they wanted to be sure that this was done uh, as soon as possible. So it took us mainly around three to four months. Uh, Part of it had to do with the legalities of filing and the drafting, but we also had to deal with issues regarding appraisal, which is always a big issue for farm families, where we would need or we would recommend that we get an appraisal of the value of the land. And of the equipment. And of the equipment, the very expensive combines and the equipment there, uh, because this is part of the planning. Because one of the options as well is we want to be able to tell mom and dad that in the event you choose to sell the land, this is what we may be able to get for it. Certainly. This would not have been possible had it not been for the open-mindedness of mom and dad to consider the options and also the willingness to consider those options and of the family, the, the children, to, to be honest and, and forthright about what they expected. That is true. Uh, this does take an effort and the effort must not only come from mom and dad for them to want this to be done properly, It must also come from the children uh, who should be willing to uh, arrive at, uh, let's say, a settlement or something that's acceptable to all of them. The three other children know that they won't get the land. They'll know that they'll get paid somewhat, but in bits and pieces over time. So was it an equal? Here we come back to that equal versus fair. Was it an equal distribution of the estate then? It was not an equal distribution of his state. And what was paramount in making mom and dad's decision is that we they wanted to keep the land. And if this child would do good by what they wanted, they would give most of the estate to this child. And as long as the other family members are fine with that, well, they have to be because this is mom and dad's intention. Sure. And it's not the children's decision. 
I mean, mom and dad can consult with them and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. How do you feel about it? And if they don't like it, well, tough. That's right. It, it is it, mom and dad's land. Right. It is for them to give however they choose. And uh, it's actually the kid's responsibility to not make it hard on mom and dad for making this tough decision. In the end, this one all worked out to everyone's satisfaction. Everyone is happy. Everybody attended the family meeting at the end. And everybody uh, committed and promised that they will uh, respect mom and dad's wishes and uh, hopefully not bring this into litigation in the future. All right. Let's talk about uh, the final issue here, Henry. And uh, we've just got a a couple of minutes left. Non-family employees who happen to be carrying the firm. What, are, what would their expectations be? This is not necessarily farm, but a business. Yes. So, for example, in a manufacturing business, uh, ideally what mom and dad want is for their kids to uh, take over the business and continue on and take care of their existing clients. However, in some occasions, uh, there is a key employee that steps up. And because that key employee has demonstrated the loyalty, has demonstrated the effort and care for the business. And leadership, I'm presuming. And they treat it as if it were their own business. And in that particular case, when mom and dad sees that, uh, they give these key employees or valued employees the opportunity to take over. And how we usually do that is that we would recommend employee purchase option arrangements where the employee... Uh, has the ability to purchase the business bit by bit from the main owners. All right. Henry, thank you very much. Uh, We could talk about this for hours, I'm sure, but some great examples today that really illustrate how difficult and complicated some of these situations can be. My guest today has been Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva. We've been discussing the family business and how familial definitions impact estate planning. If you'd like to know more, the Macmillan team will be in Calgary on Thursday, May 23rd at 6.30 p.m. and in Edmonton on Tuesday, May 28th at 6 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. You can contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464 during weekday business hours or visit their website at macmillanestate.com. I'm Wayne Nelson. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.